This is L.A. Wildcats quarterback Josh Johnson, and this is the XFL Show. Football fans, this is the week of November 14th, 2021, on the road to kickoff 2023. This is For the Love of Football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. The executive suites are filling out as the XFL has finally filled some key positions in the league office. This is episode 196. Cue the office theme song, Bryant. The office... (laughs) is here we have corporate people yeah we have corporate people we have uh, you know all the office space and alan do you think uh which what which office do you think uh janet duke's gonna occupy do you think they're gonna give her the new york guardians office conference room the whole oh the oh, weren't they all named after teams in the in yeah the exactly what corporate they were. offices i forget well, which I one really, exactly what we do were we in. know or is it the same corporate building we don't know that that's one thing we, we didn't hear been, from this a lot week's of questions. announcements a lot of questions a lot, left after this this is ridiculous just a lot there this are a lot of the greatest things a lot of questions yes but there is some new information the team is together so we kind of now have an idea of what the xfl will be doing moving forward we think we're going to speculate discuss it assess all the hires talk about what they were hired to do and have some fun on today's show. Apologies. If you bring also, up the Brian. USFL on this one, I'm oh. <laughs> I'm not going to, but we do have a, a comment we'll talk about uh, in just a moment. I also want to apologize to you, Brian, and also uh, the listeners and viewers this week. If I'm echoey, I'm in a cavernous Airbnb this week in Rome. Nothing I could do about it unless I would have. I, I, I didn't have enough time to build my own studio room in here. So sorry. This it's a very you no. Know, it's fine. It's very. If you're on YouTube, check it out. Because if you're not, check it out. Because if you are, look how high that close. ceiling is. Look at that. Look yeah, at how high like, that is. Is that a brick ceiling? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, oh I don't know God. what this place was. They should really make those out of like that in California. I feel like that's nice and safe. Um, I asked you to go turn off the, to close the blind back there. It took you like ten minutes to walk back there. It's very deceiving how, how far that is. That was like right yeah. behind your back. Very deceiving. Yes, it's, it's, it it's really huge in here. Though. Very affordable, though. Of course, we're not we're not spending the show budget on places we're staying here. No, we spent that on wisely footballs. on footballs. Of course, Brian's collection. You can't buy anymore in the background. You can't buy them anymore right now, and also uh, you can only see them right now on on this is the XFL show. Brian's beautiful. Ode to the 2020 season and the 2001 season, uh, somewhat, and back there as well. And of course, yes, the the his tackling dummy for when he gets really mad when we talk USFL, which we <laughs> won't do too much of on today's show. Seven two four five six five four XFL is the XFL fan line for you to call or text or leave a voicemail and be a part of the show, or reach out to us on social media at XFL Show. Anytime, of course, DMs open. Let's talk XFL all week long, and then we convene here on the show where we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to prettyeasypodcast.com right now and start your own 
podcast. You can get your show started. You reach out and you have a producer that'll help you at Pretty Easy Podcasts. Get all the technical stuff, all the production stuff you don't want to deal with taken care of at an affordable rate. You have a partner in your podcasting pursuits. If you have an idea or you want to have some fun with friends podcasting, but you don't have the time or the energy to do all the other stuff that goes into posting it and editing it, that's where Pretty Easy Podcast comes Just in. calm down. Make it so simple, it's almost stupid. Every week I think, wow, this was really, I can't believe it, how affordable how easy this was. I just click the button and talk to Brian about the XFL, and they take care of the rest. It's beautiful, and I just love it, and I think you will too. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com right now. Start your show immediately. I, I command you to. <laughs> because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Uh, so easy that if you just kind of rewind for like the last 20 seconds, you'll hear every single reason why they make it so easy because Alan just basically labeled it all out. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Look at it. Look, and here we are. We get to talk about the USFL, Brian. No, I'm kidding. We had a YouTube comment this week, XFL.show, if you want to watch the YouTube uh, version of the show. Evan Foster, Brian, said, I'm excited for both leagues, but also nervous that they'll kill each other off. (laughs) So that's all the USFL talk we'll get this week, that comment from last week. The USFL is making Evan very nervous about canceling out the Is it like that Spider-Man meme where they're all he's like pointing at each other and all of a sudden they just go, they all shoot the gun at the same time yeah i I'm, i don't have that concern but uh that might be something to dive deeper into when it's not such a news heavy week bryant well it, it well that's very true and I, and I will say this I, there's rumors that uh the usfl news will come out after this show airs with specifics on what exactly is going to happen who knows you might sell me on it you might not but uh there'll be some details that the XFL is probably not going to have that same kind of layout. Like the AAF was basically the XFL junior, right? In terms of what they were trying to do. Um, USFL is going with a different approach. So we'll see how that actually materializes here in the coming weeks. How happy are you that they didn't come out with any of the uh, rumored announcements? Oh, I hope they did. Before we I wish they did. Because we would have had to talk about that too. And this has been a really Oh, no, because joke. the XFL news would have trumped that. Of course. Of course, exactly. we, so we have we have all these these new executive hires. We're going to break down the new positions, uh, but yeah, we're we're monitoring that still, and we'll we'll be talking about it when it happens. Uh, real quick, Dinkin and Duncan around XFL social media too, Brian. I found, uh, I mean, this is kind of biased as a Steeler fan too, because I was watching this game, and it was a very controversial call. And Renegades defensive coordinator Chris Woods, or former Renegades defensive coordinator Chris Woods, was on Twitter talking about the taunting flag thrown on Cassius Marsh. Did you see this where he got taunt, He got a taunting flag at the end of the game after a big sack extended the Steelers' yeah, drive? What did very, he do? I forget what he did. He did nothing. He, did he, just, looked, he just looked at the Steelers' sideline. He was just staring oh, yes. off yes. in the yes. distance. Yes. And the referee <laughs> threw a flag on him and, and hip-checked him too. Yeah, the hip-check. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, that makes Old-school NHL style. And uh, – Chris Woods, the Renegades DC, said, my hashtag XFL would never. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's that's for sure. The taunting flags would not be thrown in the XFL in 2020, at least. Probably not in 2023, I'm guessing, as well. Uh, not for something like that. Maybe the hip check, though. Imagine if referees could hip check. I... I don't want to see referees getting physical with the I'm, players. I'm Come actually on. very anti using a referee as a pick 
too, by the way. I feel like that should be outlawed some way, shape, or form. Hate it in college football. It's like the worst. It happens too often. Use the umpire. Ugh. I don't know why we don't. The XFL, I mean, they, they, they innovated the camera up in the sky. Why not the sky ref where you just put them on a, on a harness and that instead of and that that field judge isn't in the middle of all the action you want in the way in the middle of just going from one post to another and you just yeah you just suspend them above the play imagine the perspective they'll have on the game too to make accurate calls and we'll get loaded we'll have mo from gut speed (laughs) the referee above above (laughs) the play i mean i think that would make for a better referee but you know, that's maybe something that they could talk about when they're innovating for 2023, Brian. But uh, let's dive into it. A fun show this week with actual news. First up, though, the most important news of the week, how I am finally starting a key XFL player in my NFL fantasy football league. It's this week's cover two. Good crisp football. MVPJ starting for the Carolina Panthers. Brian, first part of the cover two got to talk about this everyone's favorite xfl quarterback except you and i who of course love josh johnson is starting for the carolina panthers with sam Dar- darnold on the shelf and this is exciting i actually have two quarterbacks with buys in a league so and i'm not this isn't our league where you you and i are in a league where you're in first and i'm in dead last this is my family league my most important and I have to start P.J. Walker this week. I'm kind of excited about it. The guy's kind of playing for his job, even though Cam Newton's going to come in there and take it, probably. But this is exciting for me as an XFL fan. And we might even get XFL quarterback versus XFL quarterback if P.J. could hold Cam Newton off another week because we, of course, have the football team against the Panthers, Heineke, P.J. Walker next week, potentially, fingers crossed. So a couple things on this. Who, who are your quarterbacks that are on buys, by the way? Joe Burrow and Josh Fields. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you're not starting him in our league, first of all. You're down bad. You're down but bad. I have Russell Wilson coming back. I picked yeah, him but up. You're, I mean, down bad. You're just down bad. You should do it. Just, what are you going to do at this point? You're not talking Take to me. This. I still have hope. There's still plenty of games left. I'm only f- three or four games out of playoff. The playoffs. I still have hope. I still who's, believe. Who's in first again in that league? That would be you. Oh. Did on you get that water break. bottle filled out of a wall again? Out of the, They're called Nasonis in Rome, uh, by the way. If you're watching the, the video version of the show, yeah, I'm drinking the a giant water that I just refill. And these running fountains in Rome, they never stop flowing. The water just pumping out of the ground. It's beautiful. It's delicious. just feel like it's, it's a waste of water. Um. Look, it's a great opportunity for P.J. Walker. He had an opportunity to start last year. I don't think he did very well. Um, I didn't get to see that game because I was on my way to my holiday family shoot. Uh, But either way, I mean, look, it's his opportunity. Is he playing for a job? I mean, they've kept him around as a backup. Maybe this is it's a different type of offense that they're going to be running with P.J. back there. So Instead of Sam uh, Darnold. It's and called the juice offense. Of, yeah. Do you know? Did you, you hear this whole, quote? Do you see this quote from I PJ? He said he's he's bringing the juice. He's talking about <laughs> the juice, wanting to have juice playing. But I also love this quote too that he on the team on the Panthers website. You know the, the they within the internal team media interviewing him before the game. 
And he said, quote, I'm going to just revert back to when I played in the XFL, to be honest. <laughs> I love that mentality. That's the mentality. He's got the mentality in this game of going out to just, I'm just going to play and have fun and and just play how I play because they're bringing it, basically saying, they're bringing in Cam Newton in here. I need to put some good tape out there. Essentially. Tape. Is, it's all about that what tape. what he's saying. He's you think he's auditioning for XFL 2023? No, I think he's auditioning for Pittsburgh Steelers 2023. We're going to need a quarterback. Ben's got COVID this week. He's getting old. I, I'm, I'm going to be lobbying in my Pittsburgh Steelers circles for P.J. Walker. Although people Ben's the probably, only one still around, right, from that draft pretty, pretty much? Oh, from him, Eli, Phillip Rivers? Yeah, yeah, they're gone. Ben's uh, still around. I, Somehow, and even with even even if Cam Newton, I mean, if PJ hold, if PJ wins, do you think he sticks around? No matter what happens with, with Cam, yeah, they're going to need a backup. The rest, no, of no, the I'm year. saying, do you mean, stick, done. does he stick on the? Does he stick in the starting role? Oh no, Cam Newton's going to be starting for the Panthers. Probably next week is my guess. Hopefully not. Hopefully we get that XFL mania. I mean, they think on those quarterback matchups that they don't even play with each other, like play against each other. They really don't. But still, the announcers are going to be forced to say the letters XFL constantly yeah. through the game. Taylor Haneke, the XFL, who never played. What was going on with that league? Why didn't they play this man? They really <laughs> should look into their scouting departments. How deep was the XFL that they had guys like Josh Johnson and PJ Walker that Taylor Haneke couldn't even start? Well, it depends. Game. Is that game going to be on CBS or Fox? If it was on Fox, they'll hype it up. If it's on CBS. Well, most likely. Well, I don't know about now. Fox, might they might have the ban on XFL talk because they have the USL, USFL coming. <laughs> I don't know the corporate, uh, the, the, the corporate uh, mandates on wh- what you can and cannot say. But the, uh, the game between those two potentially would be really exciting for all of us, for sure. I don't know if it's going to happen, though, because my prediction is Cam Newton starting by next week. But we'll see. We will see. Um, good luck to PJ. Good luck to you, sir, in, in your family league as well. Uh, for I just need PJ. a serviceable day, PJ. Get me like 12, 13 points. I'll be happy. You know, and I'll let the, re- my, the rest of my players, the eight defensive players I have in that league, do the rest. <laughs> so I'm not. You have eight not, IDPs in that league? Yeah. Oh, we should have so done eight on ours. I was kind of bummed we only did three. I love it so Too, much. A little complicated for the league you're you're in right now. Maybe you'll be ready for it next year. We'll oh, see. I, yeah, I, I won't get invited into the Alan, Michael, Tazinski family, anything. Your, your cousins oh, it, don't even know my name. It's the Taz League. Of course they don't. They don't know anyone's name. But yeah. my family's very ignorant when it comes to names. But they know my name because I'm the commissioner. And if you're watching or listening and you need some commissioner tips Hit me up at XFL show. I'll give you some. I'm probably the yep. the world's greatest commissioner, I would say. Yeah. Definitely can knows how to swindle the schedule randomly throughout the season. It's not, Weird. not true at all. That was all planned and, and put up front. Let's get into the important part of the show now, though. Part two of the cover two, Brian. The XFL has filled out its corporate offices. Nine big hires. We have to discuss each one of them. And here's the official announcement from the league. The XFL and its ownership group, consisting of Danny Garcia, Dwayne Johnson, and Redbird Capital Partners, are excited to announce the addition of nine executive hires as the league prepares for its highly anticipated return to the field in 2023. Joining and returning to the league are 
And here we go. Let's break them all down. We Wait, will can I, talk can I break about- down that statement really quick. Just okay. The you best, break the best part every- of that entire statement uh-huh. was the fact that they said uh, back to the field. It's like it's like they actually meant like. They're going to play football. Like that, that made me feel better. Feel Playing better. quarterback for the DC team, Jordan Schlachter. No. These, <laughs> these, these, uh, yeah, that's, you're right. I didn't even catch that. I guess uh, I didn't break that part down as much as I was looking at each person, but good eye. <laughs> Back to the field. I guess to the, I guess you could consider the corporate offices a field. They're, they're competing every day in those offices with, with every, with other leagues, with other entertainment companies. With the it's last chocolate chip cookie in the in the in the, yes. in the kitchen, yeah, it all happens. It's you never really have you. What was the last time you were in a nice like corporate setting, too, Alan? By the way, like for like a day in day out type thing, like working in an office setting. Yeah, uh, pro- just over three years ago. Jeez, Jeez. and it's been great. It's been great. <laughs> Hashtag the Great Resignation. I started it. Three years ago, maybe. Maybe take credit for that. No? Okay. Well, well, let's get into <laughs> let's get into the people who hired and signed on for that lifestyle, and they're going to be putting together this XFL twenty twenty three season. First up, the president and league of league and football operations, Russ Brandon, who is being brought in, was formerly with the Buffalo Bills, Bryant, where he was the president and the Alternate governor on the Sabres and COO of the Pagula Sports and Entertainment Company. So the, the the people that own all the Buffalo teams. He worked in Buffalo, was in charge of the Bills too. And now as, as the head of league and football operations, is not a commissioner. Remember that. He will manage the day-to-day operations of the league while directing strategic planning for business and football operations on both the league and team Levels. That is the phrasing by the XFL. So what does that mean in layman's terms, Brian? He's pretty much the commissioner, but not in name. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's the he's the end all be all head honcho. You know, he is without mentioning associated names from 2020. He is going to be the front facing portion uh, man of this league. Yeah, he's he's the head of the league. Is pretty is pretty much how that is uh, being spelled out, but he is not the commissioner, and it's it is interesting though because the league does have owners three, not thirty two, like the NFL does, all with different agendas. These are three owners with pretty much a a, a symbiotic agenda, the same agenda, not just to make money, but you know culturally within the company, they're they're aligned, they're aligned with the goals of the league as a whole, as an entertainment uh, company, as a phrase before. So Russ Brandon answers to them, just like Roger Goodell answers to 32 different owners, but it's a bit different. And also, I wouldn't say the end-all be-all, because he will have a lot of the final decisions, but then you do have ownership that will be directing Russ Brandon to accomplish a lot of stuff. So that's who he answers to, but that's it. Everyone else will seemingly be pretty much answering to Russ Brandon within the corporate offices. I mean, you're talking about someone who actually, you know, he, you know, spearheaded the, the, the renovations of a new stadium, you know, he, he basically, 
there's an era in time, right, where the where the NFL, I think we talked about in the 90s, realized what they had, and that was a brand, and they grew that, you know, and Buffalo being where they are. Um, no one cares about Buffalo other than the people in Buffalo. So for you to make money on a team that nobody cares about outside of Buffalo, I think the man deserves some credit, especially at a pinnacle time uh, when, the, when the NFL was starting to spike in terms of how much they were making every year. Yeah, he yeah, he was in charge of the the renovations of of Orchard Air and Orchard Park, but now they're trying to get a new stadium there. So that's a whole nother situation. You know, the evolution of stadiums in time. Uh the Bills are in a completely different situation from when Russ Brandon was there, but I guess was a part of the group that kept them there, at least back back then and up until now. And now he is coming into this role where he was previously an advisor to Redbird Capital. So he's been kind of working behind the scenes a little bit on this project they call the XFL. But now he's in in an official capacity, the president, league, and football operations. There is no chief football officer, though, Bryant. Uh, It is Russ Brandon, the PLFO? Is that how we shorten his name? No. No. President, league, and football operations? Not Isn't gonna, president uh, above chief, right? The president is above the chief. Yeah, I, I guess. So, or, right? Isn't the president the chief? Hail to the chief. I guess so. That's true. You could be. You could be one in the same. Well, there you go. Is That's the, the head. The, the head of the table, Russ Brandon. I don't know what the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the second person here, the chief financial officer. You could call that the CFO, and this is Rob Gerby, who was previously with the NBA in a role known as the Senior Vice President of Team and Labor Finance, which, again, is a, a CFO-type position. So he'll be coming in here. And how the XFL phrased his uh, position as uh, he's in charge of all the money. They, now, that's not what, exactly what they said. But Rob Gerberty will be in charge of the financial aspects of the XFL as a league. And uh, I like this part of the phrasing on the, on the website, too, Brian. Planning and forecasting to drive analytical decision-making. Support revenue growth, cost management, management, and profitability metrics. This is the guy who's gonna who's in charge of making sure the XFL makes money. Yep. If you don't measure it, you can't get better. And I think that's what he's gonna be in charge of. Really just kind of understanding all the financial aspects because um I think this is probably even more important than in 2020 because you're talking about a, a an investment firm that's involved with this, and, and, and investment firms to stay involved in things need to have need to be making money. Uh, so to get somebody like that is is very important that they trust uh, to actually keep that all uh, organized. This next person up, you're going to be familiar with if you followed the XFL in 2020, and if you were a fan of the New York Guardians. Janet Duke is the chief marketing and content officer now for the XFL, but previously was the president of the Guardians. And the phrasing on the XFL's official press release is that she is responsible for the development of campaigns, content, and experiences across all platforms and the data insights used to enhance fan engagement and maximize opportunities for business growth. Additionally, Duke oversees the XFL's ticketing strategy and game day operations across each team market while also building out the league's team services function. So this is someone coming in who worked on the team side in 2020, is now in the league office, who is seemingly in charge of not only 
content and uh, some creative aspects of the league, but also uh, the ticketing aspects and fan outreach aspects of the league. So she was doing this for the New York franchise in 2020, but now in charge of the entire league going into 2023, Bryant. Content, too. So if if Janet's listening, we, we met her. She's awesome. And uh, we, we hope you you have some great content lined up for everybody. We know yeah, we do. Great content. Oh, yeah, And if you're interested in two guys who covered the draft and the only people who ever covered the draft in the XFL's history in the universe. In the universe. Just let us know. We, we know. we know We know. a couple of guys who did that. Uh, but this, kidding aside. Are you, re- are you really wearing a backwards hat to a job interview? I mean, wait, this isn't a job interview right now. Never mind. So we'll, we'll turn the rest of the show into that. But I can't believe you wore a backwards hat to a job interview. I mean, it was forward. It's getting hot in here, and I can't turn on the AC. It's like 90 degrees in SoCal this week. It's really ridiculous. Um, I think th- this role was basically uh, a role that was held by um, Jeffrey Pollock, right? Like, he, he was managing all the team presidents, and I feel like that's what Janet – Duke's going to be doing. She's going to be managing the team presence uh, once you have those again. There's going to be um, how do I put this? There's going to be individual kind of soldiers on the on 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 the um, on the team fronts. I think that's what she's going to be the leader overall. Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, exactly. That seems that seems like a lot. If you look at all the different executive roles that they lined up here um, and they announced it, her hers specifically has a whole bunch of responsibilities packed into into uh her her side of the press release so seeing janet duke's role uh develop and what exactly she's going to be doing and how she also hires it out and works with the teams is going to be really interesting to see because like we've said before the model for the league is something we're going to be keeping an eye on still right now i guess we would assume it's going to be that top that top down complete ownership of all the teams. Um, but what we will see, I'm very interested to see what this, the league's team services function will be. And that'll be what Janet Duke's a part of. Well, she, she's in, in basically in charge of fan engagement, getting, getting the, the, the league out there. How does it make it easier for fans? How do you make it more enjoyable for fans? Uh, people wanting to watch the league, people being um, informed about the league, things like that. I think that's where that all comes into play. Yeah, and getting your family into the stadium to watch your team play. That's, of course, the most important thing when it comes to this league kicking off. We want people in the seats. But, of course, then there's the football side. That is also very, very, very important. Although we've said on this show many times, Brian, a lot of the work has been done Let's see what the people they hire now on the football operations side will do with the groundwork that was laid before them. Mark Ross, the, here you go, Brian, executive vice president of football operations. This is the person being brought in to handle everything on the field. And as the XFL phrased it on the press release, all responsible for all aspects of football operations, including rules, and gameplay, logistics, and league planning, as well as innovation, data or data, however you want to say it, and analytics. And Mark Ross was formerly with the New York Giants, working on personnel there, current NFL network analyst, and is coming in in charge of the on-field product 
for the XFL. A strategic football philosophy, a core component of the league's vision to bring dynamic football, a, a dynamic football product to the XFL fan base. Uh, strategic football philosophy. Got to put that down somewhere. Um, look, we, we talk about it all the time, Alan. You don't want this touched. You, you, you want his job to be the easiest when it comes to how you play the game on the field. Uh, and maybe in that way, uh, it'll stay that way. And he can focus on other things like logistics, like, you know, actual gameplay, league planning, things like that. And innovation is another word. Do we continue to try to innovate this game? I'm sure. And I went, I, and I don't, and right now I'll tell you right now, I don't know what, what his plan is because I, I, I scoured looking for clips from NFL network or social media on what Mark Ross has ever said about XFL 2020 and what it looked like on the field and the rules and couldn't find it. So it's, it, we're kind of in the dark here. We'll see what uh, he has planned as the head of football operations. But the, the thing that comforts me so much, Bryant, that I feel good about now as, as a huge fan of the 2020 playbook and the on-field XFL product, uh, Doug Whaley is being brought back to the XFL as the senior vice president of player personnel. He will be working under Mark Ross, but of course is going to just oversee the player side of things isn't in charge of the whole shebang on the field answering to someone, but maybe has influence and hopefully, and hopefully we'll, uh, you know, be able to keep a lot of what we had in 2020 on the field in 2023. Really excited. Doug Whaley is going to be a part of this league again. No, I am too. We've talked to him a few times on this show. We've, um, you know, we, we've, we've talked to him a few times outside of the show. We're just, I think walking into the stadium one time we talked to him. So it, it's great to have him back, his visions. He is in a little bit of a different role than he was last time, but uh, that might be maybe just because he has to be more focused on the actual it's, product yeah. on the field. It's on a how more it's focused, uh, concentrated role than before where he was pretty much the, the head of football operations um, in 2020 and Mark Ross's role, putting the league together in the on-field product and doing all the testing and the laboratory work in terms of the rule book. Uh, but now he gets to zero in on player personnel, more of what a lot of what a GM in the NFL might do, where you're doing contracts and acquiring players, uh, something that he's done. And now he's going to be doing that for the league on the player front. Interested to see also how this works out because they didn't really have this kind of department in 2020, right? They didn't have the uh, player personnel. They had a person, what it felt like was a person. I'm sure there was a bigger team. Yes. But they had yeah. a, what, what felt like a person to do this. That was Eric Galco. Yeah. Um, they had the scouting uh, kind of outsourced for the league, whereas now you have someone in charge of it, and it still could be outsourced. We could still see uh, people brought in on a temporary basis to have scouting events and and doing all that, but there's a lot of that groundwork is done. A lot of the relationships are there with Doug Whaley being brought in. I would bet on a lot of the uh, people involved in 2020 being involved again in 2023 in terms of acquiring talent for the XFL. Doug Whaley will be the point person for all of that. You know, there's, I think the most important thing of this all is that there's two folds, right? To, to bring in the ideas to the game. And I think that's what Doug Whaley focused on in in 2020. 
the next part of it is actually bring, it looks great on paper and the Dexfield did a great job of executing that on the field. But what would make all those rules and all those changes look even better is that the players are just as good or even better than 2020. I think having him focus on that specific role uh, might help things uh, a lot in 2023. Uh, Brian, you said the word creativity there. And for our next executive hire, we're running down here. We have to talk about someone who maybe had one of the best ideas in 2020. And that was the Bud Light Seltzer deal the league had. Jordan Schlachter is coming back to the XFL, will be the chief business officer, was the chief marketing and commercial officer for the XFL in 2020. And yes, was the brains behind the XFL's genius partnership with Bud Light Seltzer. So... All the, all the. How do you chug a seltzer? BL seltzers <laughs> in locker rooms was was his idea. Also, uh, you know, had some innovative uh, advertising campaigns the league was putting together with helmets and 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 everything moving forward was probably going to be even more interesting. But of course, uh, things got shut down, so we didn't see what kind of exciting like championship week type of. Uh, gimmicks they were going to have on the advertising front i'm always entertained by that stuff and you could have a lot of fun with it he did and i'm glad to see that that part of the brains of the operation is going to be back in 2023 because he did a good job so it's it's uh, easy to see why jordan schlachter being brought back for 2023 to the xfl it was a great partnership it was a great idea i'm sure there's gonna be i don't know how big seltzers are nowadays i've never really enjoyed the stuff but uh, (laughs) i'm sure there'll be something down the line uh, that the XFL can enjoy. Have you uh, not been partnership? Have you not been to a wedding in the last like two or three years besides your own? Because I mean, at least in the last like year or two, when you go to these things, immediately all the seltzers are gone in like an hour. They're all go- No one ever has enough. That's all anybody drinks now. So I went to I went to go at Green Day at, at Dodger Stadium. Went up to a booth and I was like, "Can I have a Bud Light?" And they're like. No, I was like, I see a Bud. Light. Sorry, that's a Bud Light seltzer. I was like, do you guys not have Bud Light in this? No, we have they Bud Light even, seltzer. Do they have at least Bud Light lime? No, no Bud any. <laughs> and let's say it has a seltzer. I looked at the guy next to me. I was like, are they serious right now? Can't even get a beer. Oh man, at this, I haven't had that issue yet. But I've been, I've been kind of just solely on the wine kick here. But I'll, I'll be back in the. Can you bring some wine soon. bottles with you? back big wine I mean, bottle shortage for the holidays yeah i know that but you know you can't be having a bag over 50 pounds on the plane you, you can know? probably get like 10 bucks per bottle right now oh yeah you i can i can get a bottle for two buck two euros here it's yeah so you can sell it over here for 10 that's a ridiculous 500 margins I know I'm. I'm coming back. I kind of dread it. My, I'm talking to family. Like, don't come back. Everything's so expensive. Alan, just the bottle, not the wine. Just bring the bottle. <laughs> just the bottle. You Refill. get like fifty bucks for a bottle here. Well, the good thing is I have been saving them for just for my wife's Instagram or whatever. So we've got <laughs> bottles here. Maybe I'll bring them back. Bring them with you. I'll hook I'll hook everybody up. If you're listening, I'll get you a bottle. No, I actually I can't. I don't even know if that's legal. You know, you rules bringing stuff back overseas. I'm not messing with any of that. I just want to get home in time for uh, more XFL coverage because we're really battening down the hatches because the team is being assembled. We've already hit most of the names. Let's run down the last few and then 
we'll uh, break it all down in the hot read some more. But uh, the next one up is the Senior Vice President of Enterprise Technology, Brian Scott Harneman, who's coming back to the XFL. Again, another one of the names that was in, in the office in 2020. We'll be there again in 2023. And pretty much the same role uh, will be focused on the XFL's technology strategy and uh, building out the entire infrastructure for the league on the tech side. And really one of the most innovative and exciting portions of the league was uh, the XFL's technology side. I mean, in terms of stats, the partnerships, the, the, the analytics that they were putting into having games covered and providing the broadcasters with uh, information to make it exciting for fans, building out a potential uh, fantasy and betting aspect for the league that would, would have hopefully grown. And this is essential in this day and age where gambling is so big and is legal in most places, except California for you, Brian. Sorry. You can really, really make a lot of money for your league. If you have a great technology officer, the XFL bringing Scott Hardeman back. Uh, obviously important enough to, to feel like they should bring him back. Uh, there were some great aspects. I, I, you know, we, we worked with Scott when we were there for the draft as the two people who ever covered the draft. Only uh, only two people who ever covered the draft for the XFL in the known universe. Um, all I know is uh, Scott was so important that he wore a headset during football games. Like a broadcasting headset. Yeah. Oh man, it, it he was, was in on the, he was on the know constantly. I mean, all I don't know what was being said, or because there's so much, so many numbers flying around and graphics, and I mean, champion data. You see that they were there too, a part of everything. That was the partnership they had. The league was very committed to it, which was exciting to see because uh, it's really a new a new part of uh, a league that you act, ab- absolutely have to have in terms of uh, providing fans with the the tools they need to experience the game the way they want to experience these days. And also the broadcasting side, it is essential now. It is very modern, very 21st century. And uh, I can't wait to see what the new XFL has in, in store because big things were happening in 2020. It was our, I mean, the Xbox controller alone in the replay booth, everybody was, was digging what was going down with the XFL on the tech side. And, uh, I mean, the in-game experience, too, that'll play uh, play a role, too. I'm excited to see what they do for – I mean, in-stadium uh, for fans to, you know, really log on and be connected to the game on the field while they're there. What will the XFL bring us? How will they focus on that? That is something that, that we'll we see. definitely have to do because as a fan and working so many games, because I was at, you know, quite a few games. You were as well. You had to go back and rewatch those if you were at them live. Cool. You had to go back and watch them on television because it's such a different experience. Different, I yes. feel like as a fan who's actually there at the game, you, you're missing out on getting a really cool experience on 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 TV. So how you can get that into the fans' hands would be great. Uh, yeah, the having people connected in the stadium while they're watching is essential. Like Brian said, two different experiences, and often the more convenient experience uh, because of well financial money paying to get into a stadium the time and effort getting to a stadium you need the incentive and it's got to be more than just oh you're there live that's just the fa- those are the facts these days some leagues do a better uh, job of of getting fans into the building than others using technology but really no one is standing out and really i think doing a great job 
The NFL is slowly but surely coming along. Um, MLB. And then you have, I mean, although MLB's technology arm for watching home is great. Their digital team's great. But the the in-stadium aspect of everything is a new frontier. And can the XFL innovate and force these other leagues to copycat? You feel like they're primed and ready to do do as such because they're able to probably – and willing to take more chances. I mean, I think the only one who probably doesn't really need to worry about, honestly, because it's so exciting to watch a game in person, is the NHL. Too, too yeah. fast. Too. It's too. It's too fast. If, what? What? How are you going to connect to anything except the yeah. speed of the game while you're at an NHL game? Of course. Yeah. yeah that, so that's. I think that's, that's in the back a, burner of the NHL. Issue. They're like, yeah, you guys figure it out. We'll copy you later. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all, in in fantasy hockey, really, it's. It, it's it, it's a thing, but it's like even if you're going to a game and your team's if your team's good, you're in your market. People are probably going to see them. That's how the NHL works. In other leagues, not always. Um, last couple here to round out from the executive hires: uh, Cindy Wagner, uh, the senior vice president of people operations, returning to the XFL as well. Bryant was the former director of people and culture in the XFL, so the HR wing of the XFL, but the title has been changed. Which do you prefer people operations or director of people and culture? I feel like Cindy Wagner, probably people for the millions and millions of people (laughs) that she's going to be operating with. Yes. I think it's pretty good. She's the people's operator. The people's operator. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And the, and the final, and the final, the final uh, hire here that we're going to talk about is, at least in the media and everybody covering these hires this week, uh, was I think heralded as the splashiest for the league, and that is Jay Rothman, who's the senior vice president of broadcast operations, who was we've we've talked about him on the show before because it was revealed that Jay Rothman was a part of ownership talks and planning for production on league content and. Formerly at ESPN, a huge name in broadcasting circles uh, is going to be joining them now in official capacity in the in the front office of the league as the head of the broadcast operations. So everybody covering these hires, Bryant, from every everybody's name and the reactions I saw, Jay Rothman's probably the most positive. A lot of people saying a big win for the XFL there. Yeah, we saw his name kind of appear in an in Instagram story here and there. Um, so it's kind of nice to, to, to actually find, you know, put that pen to paper and make that official excited to see what kind of, um, partnerships he can bring. Um, you know, I think everyone all of a sudden starts focusing on what ESPN can do for the league. Uh, but in reality, you know, he doesn't work for ESPN. He works for the XFL. So he's going to be trying to get, uh, the best deal possible. Is that X, is that ESPN? Is that someone else? Is it ESPN plus who knows? Yes. The, the, uh, the, the wind seems to certainly be uh, going that way with Fox and the USFL uh, being paired up or Fox owning the USFL. You kind of would expect, well, they're out of the running. And then you see Jay Rothman's coming from ESPN and you could put two and two together. Maybe he, and he's, I mean, no longer there, but it, uh, by all indi- everything indicated is that he's still liked there and uh, considered someone who's, an excellent at what he does 
in terms of uh, managing and innovating for broadcast live broadcasts. And so maybe ESPN becomes one of the homes of the XFL in 2023. Of course, there's always all the streaming platforms out there, and we'll get into the uh, broadcasting potential for the XFL. But the fact that Jay Rothman's in charge of it all is a huge win for the XFL because of not only his reputation, his contacts, his skill, uh, but, I mean, you add all that up, and then you also throw in the fact that the league's owned by The Rock <laughs> and and Danny Garcia and, and the cachet they have. Pretty dynamic uh, uh, equation there in terms of what the TV deal could look like for the XFL. And then not to mention the people they have behind the scenes that will be negotiating that we've talked about in the past through Redbird and people that they have had that they have on on board that have negotiated for the NFL and TV deals maybe we'll see something really special for the XFL and at the very least with Jay Rothman what we know we're getting is if no matter where the XFL airs we're going to get really great broadcasts and in cool shows i think we're going to get great content from the league um more so than we did in 2020 cuz they didn't have a person like this with this kind of reputation yeah, I think maybe that was uh, just uh, Jeffrey Pollock at that point where he kind of put those deals together, um, which I, I bring up his name. The uh, whatever worry anybody had when Jeffrey Pollock was announced that he was leaving, I think, you know, obviously got squashed very quickly with these all these announcements. Um, but it kind of shows you that Jeffrey Pollock served this purpose in terms and I don't mean to degrade the man, but he served his purpose in terms of the ownership's eyes and and then you know they had this entire plan laid out so this is probably what was in the the rocks deck that big deck that he had uh, all these names in there and and the rock people's deck and Danny Garcia, the people's deck uh look it's a great team i'm sure they've all worked together they've all been working together for a while i doubt this is the first time they've all known that they're going to be working with each other it's just making it more official than anything and they and i'm fully confident that they've been rolling and ready for a long time yeah, we've already heard. So we're those are the nine hires. We've heard some of those names already uh, in the buildup uh, to this announcement. So, like Brian said, probably already been working behind the scenes on some things. Nothing, of course, being announced as as we all know uh, for the league's plans just yet. But now getting this announcement uh, of the actual staff and the team they have behind the scenes, that means next steps are in line and they're probably getting more and more comfortable and ready to give us those announcements. Let's do some checking in on our timeline, Bryant, and let's maybe speculate on what comes next and also give our personal reactions to these hires in this week's hot read. You always have to consult the calendar, Bryant. So first and foremost in this week's hot read, let's do a timeline check on the road to 2020. We had announcements of executives here and there. It didn't all come at once like this. So does this throw a monkey wrench into into our path? Or wh- where are we at now compared to that, that road to kickoff? I mean, so if we're looking at our calendar here, December 5th, 2018 was when we they announced the kickoff date in the XFL cities. Um, remember, Commissioner Oliver Luck was announced June 6th, 2018, which would put us around june 20th or even august 15th if it's an april 15th kickoff so we are i think we can x that one off the list in terms of what was done uh but i don't know if we're gonna get teams in the next 
month uh, from this. So we'll see. That's kind of the next road to check. You know, Oliver, I'm sorry, Jeffrey Pollock was hired uh, at the end of January. So even with that, we can probably cross that off the list as well. So still a lot to get done in the same kind of time frame. Again, we don't know when exactly they're kicking off, but hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get that announcement here in the next few weeks. Yeah, and if you're and if you're looking at our our calendar here on the our, our potential calendar compared to the previous calendar on the road to kickoffs, uh, you're looking at potential kickoff dates. So we have them here lined up as if we're kicking off in February or if we're kicking off in April and you see them side by side and we'll compare them as we go mosey on down the road to 2023. But like Brian said, we have some checked off here. So that's great. And now we can focus on what comes next. The team is put together. They're now working in their official capacity. They need to work on football operations, on the technology for the league. They're building it out as we speak. Things are finally happening and we can confirm there are people making them happen. That's the beauty of it right now, Brian. But what is going to come next for the fans in terms of announcements, in terms of the XFL giving us a glimpse at what they're actually going to be in 2023. Uh, I think with these hires, I think first up we're going to get Russ Brandon, who's the head of the league now, uh, in some sort of, uh, I think, at least an interview or maybe a press conference. I think that's what's next is the head of the league needs to show face a little, right? Will we get that, you think? I think we have to. I think that's something that we definitely want to make sure we're seeing relatively soon. Uh, it's been spotty at the at best with the XFL since the purchase. Uh, you know, we get it. We get a clip here from Danny Garcia. We get an Instagram story. I know we 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 talk a lot about about that. We 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 say a lot about that. But that's kind of what it is. It's we get little snippets here and there, little news wherever. But at the end of the day. I think it's more important that we start getting a rhythm going. And that's what the XFL had with Oliver Luck. You know, we, we got into a rhythm, rhythm of every week we got something. And maybe that didn't happen until, oh, look at you go. Rhythm um, is going to get you. Rhythm <laughs> is going to get you. Uh, at Sorry. the end of the day, and that's okay. Help myself. Throw me off a little bit. I've never seen you dance. That's why I just threw me off a little bit. Should I dance? Maybe I should do my little twinkle toes dance. Oh. Um, <laughs> Save it. Save it for kickoff week. Everyone needs to see that for sure. Halftime shows. If you need a halftime show, anybody out there. Right. Was I supposed to do cartwheels on this week's show, by the way? Uh, I, I forget know. what the reason you're supposed to do cartwheels. No, that was the USFL announcement. Okay. Now that I've there. totally derailed your thought, go back to it. Basically, what I'm saying is, is you want to get into a, a rhythm, a rhythm of news snippets that come out every single week, or at least you know, every other week, where the XFL's you know talking about it, putting it in people's ears, bringing it up, so it's a constant conversation point. Uh, it's a water cooler talk at the office. That's what you want, and I feel like not just the XFL league office, other <laughs> office at everybody's offices exactly, or on their Zoom where calls. I can leave. When I'm on a Zoom call and people ask yeah. me, Brian, what are those footballs behind you? There's actual news yes. that I can talk about towards 2023 and not just looking at 2020. Yeah, and and so I'm, I'm hoping we'll see some, uh, Russ Brandon show, show some face, I think, for next steps. Um, but then you have every everything work, working out here from the different wings of the, of the corporate office. Uh, which one would you predict then we get 
information from first publicly? Like, is football operations going to give be given a morsel to announce, or is it going to be just Russ Brandon with kind of a generic, uh, "Hey, this I'm is so hey, overwhelmed I'm here in right charge. now." If I'm honest, overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah, because there's so, so you- much that needs to get announced. That how am I? How do you expect <laughs> one on what's next? I, like, I, that's why I'm going with the generic, the head of the table, the man, the, the man at the top of the of the corporate office, Russ Brandon, just says hi, hello, how are you? This is the XFL, and maybe gives us a, a new slogan, a good crisp football, if you will. Was a there quote. a um, quote by the man when when he got announced? I feel like there was some kind of quote out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, just the press release quote. But we're t- we're talking. We want interviews, and of course, now that there's actual people, Brian, like other than you know three people that are nearly impossible to lock down for an interview, we will be trying uh, to get some interviews on the show, at least with some of the new XFL staff and see if they'll come on the show and talk about the league when they're able and willing and ready. And uh, now there's people to reach out to, and there's definitely people we know uh, who would be excellent to to discuss the league with. Like if we could get Doug Whaley on the show, we will. And we'll love to have another conversation with him and talk about the new XFL, and he will give an excellent perspective considering he was a part of 2020. So it's going to be interesting to see how people like him and Janet Duke will discuss the league, and then also and then also the new people and the visions that they bring in, and how they will talk about the league and what they have envisioned for the league themselves. Of course, they're all it's all humans that are putting the league together, Brian. So it's going to have a little bit of a different. Uh, flavor in 2023 then 2020 but we saw some people being brought back which we predicted which we knew would happen and i think some of the right people were brought back for sure uh and some people brought back in new rules roles and it's going to be interesting to see how they fill those out all i know is i'm excited this was some actual news this week and uh, that was my initial reaction was oh that's awesome those people are being brought back but also Really interesting to see how some tweaks were made, even even executive uh, positions, the titles of those positions, names changed, uh, roles changed, new roles created. Um, really interested to see, most of all, probably the dynamic of Doug Whaley and Mark Ross, uh, the football operations department. That's what we get on the field. We're football fans, first and foremost. What vision will they ultimately have for the on-field product? When you have Doug Whaley involved, you, you got to believe at least some of what was in 2020 is coming back. And, of course, you know that player personnel is going to be taken care of because I think he did a pretty damn good job working with Eric Galco and that team in 2020. No, I agree. And, and, and you know, we, it's going to be hard, but we definitely also have to try to focus on the fact that we don't need people to build what happened in 2020. We need people to build what's going to happen in 2023 what that vision is what we're actually looking for we don't know um the team looks great you know but again i think 2020 is on our mind and we really need to start thinking about 2023 so you know the the the, these people are ready for it they know what to expect most of them do some of them have been in this business for a long time so we're just gonna have to sit back and, and and wait for the next bit of news and hopefully it comes pretty soon uh where we start getting some details about the league i think that's what i want the most is details but what this league actually is going to be. Yes, the corporate people have been assembled, and now they can go and do their work and give us awesome, juicy announcements to discuss on the show. And, of course, maybe come up with new ideas for the XFL we haven't even thought of uh, that make the league awesome to watch in 2023. Um, 
I'm I'm excited that we now can uh, move forward and not speculate on who the hell is even involved with the league, Bryant. There are actual people. And what is kind of hilarious to me as we finish things off today is that the USFL, to bring that back to them, is kicking off in just mere months. They don't have any corporate people announced or anything uh, for, uh, for that matter. The AAF was even ahead of the game in comparison to that. So... At least now we are just about, what, a year and a half or so away from a kickoff in the XFL. And we have an executive office filled out with human beings. It's, if you're timeline checking already just ahead of all the other people trying to put other leagues together, in comparison to 2020, maybe it's getting to be apples and oranges comparing it. Comparing it I don't know. Uh, but it's... It's a it's a path laid out with actual people digging up the, digging up the roads and building the road to, to a kickoff. And that's all you can ask for. At this point, it is all you can ask for, and I think it would be silly to ask for more when this is the most we've ever gotten from this ownership group uh, at all, really. So uh, I, I'm glad we got something, and when it, when something else comes up next week, we will be here. Every single Sunday right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google Podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, well, then text or call the XFL fan line, 724-565-4XFL. Remember, standard text messaging rates do apply. Uh, also, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Twitter again. Uh, remember, DMs are open. And even TikTok, sure. Why not? Uh, or if you want to come and say hi, uh, well, then subscribe and watch us on YouTube at XFL.show, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. And you know what? I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping that when uh, we get the next announcement from the XFL, Dare I say it, I hope it's not so much at once. You're right, overwhelming. A lot of names, nine people we had to break down today. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to become like that again, Brian. I don't know if we're, are we at, I feel like we're rusty. Remember when news was coming at us nonstop? I almost forgot. Almost forgot how to, to put two, together uh, two, a show like we had that. To, we had to move over to two episodes a week. <laughs> we were talking for three hours sometimes. And that that's yeah. probably the, the path being laid out in front of us because, you know, we're covering every single morsel. Every little tidbit, everything on the road to 2023, you know where to come and hang out if you want to talk XFL. We're here every single week having a blast. This was a lot of fun. We'll see what's next, and we'll be discussing it with all of you. And uh, hopefully now that there are, like I said, human beings having more people on the show, interacting with the, the, the league, and of course, all of you, and now the people covering the league. Because with this, Brian, as you've been saying all week, now more people will be covering the league than ha- that than there has been on this, you know since the ownership bought it out of bankruptcy. We've had minimal uh, coverage from the sports business uh, media companies, uh, and we'll see more and more of that. I'm sure even more detailed out of them, and it's going to be uh, really really fascinating to see the comparisons as always to 2020, and just to see the new personality the XFL in 2023. That's 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 really the thing that's going to be uh, noticeable here real soon. It's going to be different. Eventually, real different. 
it's always it's all it's real different around here. Uh, no, it's it's there's a lot to happen. It'll be great to see what this league actually starts evolving into. There's gonna be a lot more coverage of the league. That's gonna be great. Um, you know, and, and I actually saw somebody I think it was on YouTube or maybe it was on Twitter that we should do something for our 200th episode. I don't know what we should do. It's a is that coming away. up? Oh, this is 196, right? So in yeah. a few weeks. Oh. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do special. something special. We'll be, Thanksgiving well, Day special or something? That'll be, it'll be after the thing. That'll 196, be after the 197, holiday. Do the calendar there. 199. Uh, December 12th will be our 200th episode. December 12th. Do we go live? Maybe we should go live. Maybe we'll, we'll go well, live. Maybe we'll have a big interview. Maybe maybe just wait and see. It's the 200th episode coming up of, of covering the XFL. I mean, we, we've... Pretty much been nonstop, except for a minor hiatus, you know. Because if there has been football on the horizon, yeah, we have been here. Yes, 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 exactly. As long as if there's been a pulse, there's been one on this show too, and so that's coming up. Yeah, that'll be a good one. So yeah, thanks for someone pointing that out. And uh, yeah, we we see it coming up here down the pike. We'll have something fun for you as always. Each week feels like a hundredth or two hundredth episode to me, though, Brian. Every week special. We're not going to do anything film. special. I'm just going to have like I want to do a, those Instagram posts where they have the 200. You know, people <laughs> like turn like like one million followers. They have like the one in the M, and they do this. Oh yeah, we'll just have maybe we'll just put some gifts on the screen, and that'll make you happy. I don't know. Of course, we're going to have some fun for 200. Get out of here. But until then, we have a few other shows to get into. Like next week's, we'll see what's in store for us. All I know is for sure, uh, XFL talk. Probably some USFL announcements to dive into, too, Brian. And, of course, me gloating about playing P.J. Walker as a starter on my fantasy football league. Come on, P.J., go get him. Go get him, P.J. Yeah, Brian's rooting for me because it's not in MVP, P.J., because it's not in my league. It's fine. <laughs> plus, I beat you anyway. It's fine. He did beat me. All right, well, I'm rooting against you, too, though. So my, my wife's still alive in that league. She'll get you. I'm not even advising her. She didn't advise me. That's what I needed. If she tells me to get PJ in that league, I'll get PJ. Oh, jeez. Well, I'm going to text her right now. <laughs> Don't I got Odell. Get... I, I kept Odell in my back pocket. He's a ram now. I'm excited. It's great. Oh, my goodness. What? Yeah, you got to be just – is there a salary cap in the NFL anymore? How do things – how does this LA. thing work? We, we, we operate in pesos in L.A. But can we yeah just can we just have a fairness in terms of acquiring talent in the XFL Doug Whaley what the Rams are doing is ridiculous we can't be seeing that in the XFL how unfair if they win the Super Bowl I won't even be happy for you although I will be because it won't as long as it's not Tom Brady just like every year but you know that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> let's just let's just let's just move on and uh, enjoy our weekend here everybody thanks for watching and listening out every single football Sunday for you. Um, and who knows down the road, maybe even more often than, than because this is a lot in one show. Could have gone even longer. I actually have some other things I'm going to have to discuss with you, Bryant, right oh, when geez. we get off air because I just have more opinions and I need to dig it into your brain. I can't wait till next week. And that's what people are going to be doing at XFL show. They bug us during the week. We could talk XFL throughout the week. Podcast is just weekly now for now. For now, Brian's like, For don't now. you make me do this more more often. Oh, I don't mind doing it more. I don't <laughs> mind doing it more. But not the times that we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to keep Brian up because right now, <laughs> the bizarro world we live in where I'm in Italy, he's out in L.A., so it's 
I sometimes forget. If oh, you yeah, want this to work, you better move your ass back to the U.S. I, I, I'll be back soon. Don't worry. I'm, I'm living in the future right now, though. So, Brian, it's Sunday here already. You're going to enjoy it. What a great it's Sunday. It's Sunday for it's, me, too, in nine minutes, oh, if you don't hurry up. <laughs> all right. I'm going to end the show right now so Brian can get to bed <laughs> before you. Sunday. All right, everybody. <laughs> thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. The, the, the road is getting more exciting, curvier, windier, but more thrilling on this road to kick off. And we're along with you every single stop along the way. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.